You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of the Dunking With Wolves site over at Fansided. Happy Thursday, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Today is uh, is Thursday. It's a sad day today. Um, and, and Wednesday, all NBA playoff games were postponed. We don't yet know when they'll be postponed until... That's not why it's a sad day. It's a sad um, outcome of of just another horrific incident in our country. And I understand this is a Timberwolves podcast. Perhaps if you're listening to this, you are a Timberwolves fan and you may have a strong opinion one way or the other on all the things that are going on in the world and in this country. I recognize that. I recognize that this podcast and sports in general are absolutely an escape they should be an escape for people. And there's a reason why sports were in some ways rushed back into uh, existence, I guess, in the middle of a pandemic. And that's because people, there's a reason that this is important to everybody. And um, sports is is that escape and that, and that matters. At the same time, it it makes a lot of sense to for athletes to take the platform that they have and communicate what, what is important to them, especially when it comes to social injustices, police brutality and um, racism in, in our country and in the world. And, and that's, I, I would be remiss to not discuss that off the top of today's show. If you don't want to listen to um, I guess my, I hate calling it a take, my perspective on this issue and, and thoughts where they are. Go ahead and fast forward to our next segment um, because I do want to talk Timberwolves today. I do want to talk, um, I promise talking some of the ESPN potential, the proposed trades for the number one pick that would involve the Knicks, Sixers, some other teams. So I do want to get into that later on today's show. But I think it would be wrong to not address what's happening. You know the Timberwolves aren't in the bubble no, this incident didn't happen in, in Minneapolis, although the last um, widely discussed incident of police brutality that was caught on video, of course, George Floyd did happen in Minneapolis. And, you know, we talked about it at the time, but but frankly, I don't know that personally I, I gave it enough airtime, if you will, on this podcast to really discuss what was going on in Minneapolis and, and across the country. And and for that, I, I apologize. Um I think as this continues to happen and as it becomes more and more crushing and just suffocating to hopefully to our nation as a whole, it, this issues of police brutality and racial injustices and social injustices need to be discussed more broadly. And um, again, recognizing that sports is an escape, it, it permeates the sports world. I mean, members of the Milwaukee Bucks, in recent years were victims of what they believed to be very, and, and what the evidence showed to be um, pretty obvious profiling and um, by, by 
police in the Milwaukee area. I don't remember if it was the Milwaukee police department. It wasn't Kenosha, but obviously Kenosha is close to Milwaukee. And in the wake of another tragedy involving police brutality, the NBA and the NBA players and the, and, and the pausing the playoffs makes sense. And the Milwaukee Brewers didn't play their baseball game. There was an, another couple of games on the West coast that ultimately weren't played for baseball on Wednesday night. And, and essentially what they're calling a boycott, but to bring more attention to this situation and to this, to these awful crimes that are being really perpetrated on, on members of our society and on human beings by law enforcement. And, and I frankly don't see this as a political issue in the least bit. I think this is a humanity issue and it's a common sense issue and it's a, um, it's an issue that needs to be addressed. And I don't claim to have any unique perspective on this situation. Um, I grew up in the twin cities and, you know, other than, than it hurting, you know, my home community, what happened in with, to George Floyd, I don't have any unique perspective on this that, that means that I know more than anybody else, or I have a, a soapbox to stand on outside of just having this podcast and being a human being that cares about other human beings. And that's what hurts so much about this is that it's now a political issue and it shouldn't be. And the fact that there are sides to an issue like this is what is so frustrating and so painful. Um, I support the Milwaukee Bucks and doing what they're doing. I support the NBA. I support the pausing of whatever needs to be paused to bring more attention to this issue. Recording this now shortly after the NBA and the Players Association and others met, I believe in Orlando, it sounds like some of the reporting from Adrian Wojnarowski and others is that many of the players stayed up overnight and spoke about what their next steps were going to be. The reports late Wednesday were that LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, others were prepared to boycott the rest of the playoffs not play this season, which would surely lead to a delay to the start of next season. Um, as you get into the CBA and some of those other issues from a legal perspective, but now it sounds like there is movement to still play uh, the rest of these playoffs and to, to continue on. Um, but what's going to change? How soon will they get back to playing? And will the voices of NBA players and those with the platform and those who are passionate about these issues you know, what's, what's going to be different. There were some NBA players who didn't even want to go to the bubble in the wake of the George Floyd killing a couple of months ago because they wanted to use their platforms, not playing basketball, but they wanted to use the platforms that they had anyways, because of playing basketball to talk about social injustice issues and racism and police brutality. And now with the players in the bubble, it's happening again. And we're only a couple months removed from two and a half months removed from George Floyd. So we don't know what's going to happen next. I think taking a step back, evaluating things, you know, who cares what it does to the schedule. I think it's, I think ultimately my take on this, again, being removed for, certainly from the bubble, you know, the Timberwolves not involved. My take on this is, yeah, I think the playoffs should eventually continue, but I don't think it should be rushed. I mean, I, sports needs to take a back seat yet sports is still important. And that's why we're still doing this podcast. And that's why across the lockdown network, all sports, we're still doing our podcasts. And I think it's important to talk about these, these issues in our community, how it's impacting sports, but also just taking a further step back and see how it, how it affects our country and humanity as a whole. Um, I, 
I hope that we do get back to to basketball again. You know, maybe by the weekend. Today's Thursday. Um, who knows? We we just don't know yet. Um, but I think that there could be a lot of good that could come from coming back to sports. But again, having this focus on on these issues that keep happening in our society, and I commend the players for being willing to take a stand on Wednesday and not playing their games. And I take a I commend the league for, you know, they're not not forcing any teams to forfeit games, but agreeing to postpone all games. Um, and, and we'll see. I mean, who knows? 24 hours from now, we may we may have a better answer on when games are restarting, et cetera. But uh, at any rate, I, I think that it's the way that the sports leagues as a whole, especially the NBA, have responded to this, this next tragedy in a long line of tragedies is positive. And uh, I, I commend the league and I commend the Bucks and the other teams for handling things the way that they have. Um, next up, I do want to talk about the Timberwolves today. I want to talk about basketball. I want to talk about the possibility of trading the number one pick. So we are going to get into that, uh, coming up here next. Before we do that, um, I do want to talk about our title sponsors from today's show. And that is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person at the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody, does not require membership, or account login. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. On Wednesday's show, we talked about some of the proposed trade trades on ESPN Plus, an article by NBA Insiders, the possibility of the Timberwolves trying to trade for Ben Simmons from the Sixers. We talked about the feasibility of that. I also brought in some of the comments that Bobby Marks, longtime Nets executive and current ESPN uh, NBA analyst, he had been on Darren Wolfson's Scoop podcast in the Twin Cities and um, talked a little bit about is Ben Simmons a realistic trade target? Why would the Sixers even trade him? And basically, I guess, go back and listen to that, please. But the summary is pretty much, I don't know why the Sixers would do that trade. The Wolves would do it in a heartbeat if they could get him for the first and the 17th picks and some, either a Malik Beasley sign and trade or some combination of Jarrett Culver, Josh Akogi, James Johnson to make the salaries work, et cetera. There's a couple of other trades proposed of these seven on ESPN that involve the Timberwolves. The first one is, uh, is of course, uh, trying to get the number one pick to New York. The Knicks, of course, would like to draft LaMelo Ball. I don't know that LaMelo really cares where he's drafted other than he would love to go number one, I'm sure, like everybody would. But I'm sure his dad, LaVar, would love for him to go to the Knicks. So this proposed trade from ESPN would be the Knicks would get the number one pick from Minnesota. The Wolves would get the number six from Atlanta and then a top three protected first round pick next year from New York. The Hawks would get the number eight and the number 27 um, from New York. So the Wolves would be moving back five picks to get a pick next year, which would be a good one because it would be the Knicks pick, but it would be top three protected. Kevin Pelton is the one who wrote the commentary on this from ESPN side. And he says about, I'll just read the Minnesota segment. He says, from Minnesota's perspective, 
I'd see staying in the top six is valuable because it allows the Timberwolves to target Iowa State guard Tyrese Halliburton. I view Halliburton as a strong fit alongside Russell in their backcourt of the future. Meanwhile, Minnesota more or less replaces the pickets out from the Russell trade with similar protections on New York's 2021 first rounder. I don't really like this trade. I think that there is still a gap between number one and number six. I mean, we don't know for sure that Halliburton would be available. I prefer Killian Hayes to Halliburton. I think they're similar players, but I think Hayes has some attributes that are a little bit better. Halliburton might be a little bit of a better athlete, I guess, but um, I like Hayes as a prospect more than Halliburton. And uh, usually I agree with what Pelton has to say. So I think that's interesting. And getting a top three protected pick next year from the Knicks, I mean, yeah, it's it's probably going to be in the lottery, uh, most likely, but I just don't know if that's enough. Why would you give it the number one pick? Unless the Wolves truly feel like there's no difference between one and six in this draft, which is unlikely. But that's the only way you do this deal if if you're the Wolves. Um, so I, I don't love that option. I think if you're sliding back, you need to get some sort of additional compensation, sliding back that far. Um, the second one is another Lamelo to Knicks deal. And this one, Bobby Marks is the one providing the comment. And again, he had been on Darren Wolfson's podcast earlier this week. This proposed trade would have the Knicks getting the number one and 33 from Minnesota. So the third pick of the second round plus the number one overall pick and Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman. Of course, both on guaranteed roughly $2 million a year contracts. The Wolves got them in the Golden State trade that also brought Danzo Russell to Minnesota. This is just a two-team deal. So the Wolves would get back the number eight from the Knicks in this year's draft. Dallas's 2021 first round pick that the Knicks have and they, they got in the Chris Epps Porzingis trade. And then also Dallas's uh, 2023 first round pick and Kevin Knox. So at first glance, I don't love this trade either, but at least there's more to it than the three team deal with Atlanta. Here's Marx's commentary. He says, I would expect Minnesota to be open to moving the number one pick with no Zion Williamson type star at the top of the draft. And this blockbuster, the Wolves would move down seven slots and secure three additional valuable assets, two future first round picks from Dallas and Kevin Knox. Knox is entering his third year. His first years were inconsistent, but the Wolves would have a two-year evaluation period before he becomes a restricted free agent in 2022. And then the Knicks would get would be able to draft ball. I don't like, I, I think this is weird that Marks came up with this. I, I almost wonder if this is a, uh, somebody at ESPN came up with this and then asked Marks to comment on it. Because, I, I mean, why would, why would the Wolves want two picks from the Mavericks who are going to be really good the next few years? And Kevin Knox, who's far from a slam dunk, and just to slide back seven picks in the draft. I mean, Dallas is going to be a top four or five seed in the West, certainly at the least, with Luka Doncic leading the way the next few years. They've got a great coach. They've got a good organization. It'd be different if these were the Knicks picks. I'm going to rather have two Knicks picks in future years in Kevin Knox. I still like this a little more than the trade before. I, I just don't know that it's worth it. Um, you know, these Dallas picks are going to be in the 20s. Number eight pick this year is it's still the number eight pick versus the number one. And Kevin Knox is Kevin Knox. Like, I mean, there's still some upside, but, but why, what does this trade really do for Minnesota? So those are both fairly lame, not in Minnesota's favor. The one we talked about yesterday where the Wolves would get Simmons giving up the one and the 17 Culver, Okogie and Johnson. I mean, that trade makes a ton of sense for Minnesota and they absolutely should make that trade if it's on the table. There's really no question about that. So strangely enough, there's two that would be you know, I say no if I'm the Wolves and there's one potential trade that I'd say yes, because turns out you'd get a top 20 player in Ben Simmons. Um, so really kind of a fascinating snapshot. There's four other trades mentioned. There's uh, one where Ben Simmons goes to Golden State and the Warriors would actually trade Andrew Wiggins to Philadelphia in that deal. And there's another one with the Warriors and Kings and another one with the Sixers and Kings. And the last one is Celtics and Pistons. So nothing else involving the Wolves, just three of the seven trades. 
but an interesting conversation starter. And I mean, if there's any way the Wolves could get Ben Simmons, they have to pull that, pull the trigger on that potential trade. If you're simply trading down and picking up Dallas Mavericks picks in the future or one top three protected Knicks pick, like why, why would the Wolves do that? Um, so that's, that's my take on the situation. Um, letting you know how I really feel about those ideas. I think Gerson Rosas can do better than that. I think he's going to try and do better than that. I think that he will have his his target set much higher when it comes to trading back and uh, getting out, you know, if he's able to move back from that number one pick. All right, next up, I want to talk about the Ryan Saunders interview on Doogie Wolfson's Scoop podcast earlier this week. He had some interesting insight on the number one pick. Ryan Saunders was on Doogie Wolfson's Scoop podcast. Darren Wolfson, of course, of Score North and KSTP in the Twin Cities. Earlier this week, we talked about the Bobby Marks portion of, of the podcast. And then on, on the back half, Ryan Saunders joined Darren Wolfson. And they talked a little bit, you know, through the uh, the draft lottery, um, watching it together and the weirdness of watching it, distancing and masking and all that stuff. You probably have seen the clips on social media of the Timberwolves front office brass coaching staff in a room together. Some of the, some of the other business staff was watching on zoom and, uh, just kind of a, an interesting dynamic, but the most interesting part of the conversation between Saunders and Wolfson was the conversation surrounding, um, what the wolves could do with that number one pick. And, and Darren didn't really get Saunders to tip his hand much, of course. And I don't, he didn't really push him. And I don't think Saunders, Saunders is going to be pretty careful to, to not tip his hand, but a good chunk of the conversation was about the versatility of the wolves roster and the, the Darren Wilson even asked about playing D'Angelo Russell off the ball and how he was successful in that role in Brooklyn. And even a little bit last year in golden state and, and, and then Saunders brought up him doing that more towards the end of, of the 14 game stint that, that, or I guess 12 games that Russell appeared in, in a Timberwolves uniform, teams are starting to trap, De- trap D'Angelo Russell within the offense because he was initiating and he didn't have Carl Anthony Towns. There was nobody else that was really a threat outside of Malik Beasley catching and shooting. The Wolves didn't have any other consistent offensive pieces, so they were simply trapping D'Angelo Russell. That's part of the reason why Jordan McLaughlin had so much success. And so they allowed McLaughlin to run the offense and D'Angelo Russell play off the ball a little bit. And for the most part, that worked for the Wolves. And so Saunders spoke to that a little bit, which of course then led Wolfson to ask the question about the number one pick and what that means. Basically, nobody's off the table. You could look at, as he said, Lamella Ball as a one, James Wiseman's a five. Nobody's off the table. You know, they're not going to take James Wiseman. I've been saying that all along on this podcast. I think the flexibility, why would you get another a five with a similar skill set, although much nowhere near as polished as Towns? I mean, Wiseman doesn't make sense. But ball, as we've said before on this show, having two ball handlers is not a bad thing in today's NBA. Having two guys with size who are both big for point guards is not a bad thing in today's NBA. LaMelo Ball should improve as a shooter. He's a good uh, scorer in the paint, has good touch. D'Angelo Russell, same thing. So clearly there's this conversation has already been had within the Timberwolves front office and is ongoing. The Wolves, according to Wolfson, a little earlier in his podcast is that the Wolves will be interviewing LaMelo Ball here pretty shortly. He also talks about the same thing Bobby Marks had said that we mentioned on Wednesday's show that LaMelo Ball has no hesitations about playing in Minnesota. He doesn't care. He'd rather just be the number one pick. And Saunders comments to me more than leave the door open for a Ball-Russell 
combination. I mean, you've heard coaches and executives in the past say, oh yeah, we've, we're set here. You know, we've got this guy. We're not going to, you know, not wanting to step on toes, you know, with potentially your star player, your incumbent starter, but the wolves just need good ball players. They need guys who can create, they need playmakers. They need, um, you know, size, all those things, versatility ball can play on the ball. Assuming the shot continues to improve again, there's every indication he's a decent free throw shooter. He's got good touch in the paint. His form is okay. Better than his brother is better than Lonzo. Certainly there's a good chance he could develop into playing a little bit of an off ball role too. But if you draft Lamella ball, he's your, he's your one. And D'Angelo Russell is your secondary creator. He's a good catch and shoot player. He obviously can create in the pick and roll. Saunders mentioned Carl Anthony Towns ball handling in the pick and roll. He did a lot more of that last year than in previous seasons. If you look at the numbers and he was successful when doing it, he was a very good playmaker with the ball in his hands, both on the perimeter and in the high post or the low post. Although he doesn't have his back to the basket nearly as much now as he did in past years under previous coaches. But at any rate, the wolves are building a versatile team a versatile offense players who can guard multiple positions defensively and Lamelo ball fits that. And I thought Saunders insight was pretty interesting. He also talks a little bit about at the end, the very end of the show, there's some conversation about the upcoming um, potential, the window that it sounds like the wolves are going to have sometime in September to be able to bring guys into town and have official team workouts. Saunders said Carl Anthony Towns was in town this week, was working out, was in the weight room. He did an on-court workout with him that morning, the morning of the interview earlier this week. So, um, you know, the Wolves are staying active. They've got guys in town. They've been putting out lots of content, showing players working out, but they're going to be able to have actual sanctioned team workouts with coaches, multiple players on the floor together, going through workouts and and things like that. Still holding out hope for maybe some on-court you know, scrimmages, something that could be televised that we can get a sneak peek into as the the players all kind of converge back into town in the coming weeks. And of course, with the unknown, I, I should mention, as I was recording this podcast, Adrian Wojnarowski reported um, that the that the NBA playoffs would not be, uh, that they would happen, that the league will not vacate the rest of the playoffs. Only the Clippers and Lakers, they were the only teams that voted to cancel the rest of the playoffs, so they will move forward. Don't have any additional information, but Obviously, depending on how long the playoffs drag out, that's going to impact the start of the next season as well. So, I mean, we very likely are not looking at December anymore, unfortunately. It really feels like we're looking at January, maybe an MLK Day type start to the season, a big celebration, hopefully fans in the stands, I'm sure limited capacities, but all those different things. I would imagine in the coming weeks, those things will come out. Of course, we'll cover whatever the restart of the playoffs ends up being here on the podcast and talk about what impact that could have on the rest of the offseason calendar. Will the draft actually happen in seven weeks? Is it supposed to, I think seven weeks from today, or will it be pushed even further into November with the start of the season, maybe pushed into January training camps into December? Who knows? It's all very much up in the air at this point. Um, and so uh, we will uh, obviously be keeping tabs on that situation. And anything else that happens related to any NBA boycotts or um, news related to uh, to the playoff situation in Orlando. All right, that's all we have for you today. We'll be back on Friday with another Locked On Wolves. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Thanks once again for listening to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On T Wolves. That's at Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. Also a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car 
will ever need. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.